Welcome to the Community Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today's message is part of a series entitled Recharge. For more information about our church, simply go to cccsterling.org. Once again, good morning. Welcome to Community Christian Church. How are you feeling today? You look good. You look like you're feeling good. In fact, you look really good. Because we're on the tail end of a 12-day period of fasting and prayer. In fact, today is our last day. And we're so excited of the good things that have been taking place over the last week and a half. I, I remember two weeks ago I told you that the fast would be over before you knew it. And here we are. The fast is over. And so following the service this morning, I give you permission to eat anything that your heart desires. Okay? And, and keep in mind that Henry here from our congregation, he would be happy to make you a very large meat lover's pizza, one to die for. Okay? All you do is call Jet's Pizza and he'll order that up for you. I mean, we're excited about the fast coming to an end. But we're also excited about what's going to happen here today. Because we're about some spiritual feasting before we start eating. Anybody agree with me? And so we come into this service today with high hopes and expectation. We just feel like God is going to do something great among each and every one of us. And I, I feel like we're riding this spiritual wave of momentum. And so I'm going to ask you, even more than you normally do, to just present yourself before the Lord and make yourself available to him. Can we do that together as a church? Just have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. All right, I'm not going to talk for very long this morning. When I say that, I mean that. Uh, we have some other things that we want to uh, participate in together. And for some reason, if your week or last week and a half did not allow you to come to church... And to pray with us. I mean, some people were here every night. They were here every day. But if that wasn't the case for you, then we've decided to bring our week of prayer and fasting to this service. And so we're really excited about it. I, I hope and trust that you can already sense that God is here among us. Because he really is. The scripture says when we gather together in his name, he's always among us. And we are here in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to turn your heart toward God and to give him the next half hour or so and just say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. In fact, let's just say that together. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Okay, years and years ago when my two sons, uh, Tony and Chris, were just little boys, uh, their mom, Therese, would love to read to them. In fact, she read to them all the time. I don't remember all of the stories and all of the books that she read to them, but I do distinctly remember one specific title. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Anybody ever hear that book or read it? Well, let me give you a little overview. Okay, Alexander is an eight-year-old boy who has one of those days where everything goes wrong. In fact, from the time he gets up in the morning until the time he goes to bed that night, 
Life deals him one crushing blow after another. When he wakes up that morning, the gum that was in his mouth from the night before is now in his hair. And then as he's starting to get ready for the day, ready for school, he trips on his skateboard and his sweater, the one that he wanted to wear to school that day, it lands in the sink with the water running. And then he goes for breakfast and his brothers Nick and Anthony, they both have these neat little prizes in their cereal boxes, but Alexander has no, no prize. Other than just the cereal, his box is empty. On their way to school, it was Alexander's turn to have a window seat. But his brothers take the window seat, and once again, he's forced to sit in the middle. He begins to whine. His mother tells him to be quiet. At school, Mrs. Dickens, she criticizes him for singing off-key and belittles him in front of the entire class. And then at lunchtime, he finds out that his mother forgot to pack him any goodies or any dessert for lunch. So he sits there while his friend Philip eats two cupcakes, Albert has a Hershey bar, and Paul has a jelly roll with, co with coconut sprinkles, but he doesn't have any dessert. A little later in the day, after school, he's standing there waiting for his mother to pick him up. And his brother Anthony pushes him into a water puddle. And he gets mud all over him. Again, he begins to whine, he begins to complain, because now he's all wet and he's got muddy clothes. And his brother Nick calls him a crybaby. Well, he gets mad, hauls off, and punches Nick. And when his mom finds out about it, she accuses him of being the mean one. And then he gets in trouble for not only punching his brother, but also for getting mud on his school clothes. Then it's off to the dentist. And out of the three brothers, Alexander's the only one who has a cavity. Then they leave the dentist and they go to the shoe store. And there at the shoe store, Alexander finds this really neat and cool pair of blue tennis shoes with the white stripes. He really loves it. But of all the rotten luck, they don't have that particular shoe in his size. So his mother buys him the plain white shoe, which he hates and refused to wear. At home, he finds out they're having lima beans for dinner. His absolute worst meal on the planet. Something that I can relate to. After dinner, he gets burned in the bathtub because the water's too hot. Then he gets soap in his eyes. Then his favorite marble goes down the drain. Then he's forced to wear these silly railroad train pajamas to bed. His nightlight goes out. He bites his tongue. Nick takes back a pillow that he said he could have. And the, and the cat chooses to sleep with Anthony. Are you getting the picture here? Everything that I just described translates into a bad day. A rotten, miserable, depressing day. And how many of you know we all have days like that? In fact, sometimes we have days, weeks, and even months when nothing seems to go right for us. What do we do? What can we do when we find ourselves stuck in a season like that? How can we maintain proper perspective and find the strength that we need to stand firm 
when our world seems to be falling apart? Well, sometimes the only thing that we can do is encounter the power of God. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the only thing we can do is encounter the, powers of, the power of God. And I was so excited to hear the word of the Lord come to us this morning telling us that he has great power for us. When I say encounter the power of God, it means to not look to any other source other than God. To literally raise the flag, the white flag of surrender to him. Instead of trying to bump yourself off dead center, instead of trying to gut it out or come up with a human solution for your problems, sometimes experiencing the presence and power of a God-ordained recharge is the only answer. It's the only answer we have because we're not going to do it on our own. We're not going to be able to resolve our bad days, we're not going to be able to resolve our problems and our issues on our own, and we need the power of God. We need God to move on our behalf. And this morning, we have appealed to God to come and visit with us in a very special way. We've asked the Holy Spirit to visit us here this morning. However, in addition to a spiritual visitation where we sense the presence of God, We've also asked God for a divine impartation. And now I mean a supernatural expression of his power. A gift that we can't get any other way. We fully believe that God is going to be here to impart a Holy Spirit gift to each and every one of us. And we've been praying that for a while now. Again, I'm not going to share very long. And in just a few minutes, we're going to ask Phil and the worship team to come back. And I'm going to extend an invitation for all of you who have needs to come to the altar and to meet with God. Those of you who can relate to having a season in your life right now where there's been one problem after another and you just can't seem to get yourself out of that negative routine, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar, to this platform, and to seek God in prayer. Now, can you stay in your seats? I suppose you can. But friend, please believe me when I tell you something very dramatic and very powerful happens when you take a step of faith and you say, I'm going to meet with my God. And besides that, we have some prayed up, pumped up and fired up altar ministers who are here to pray with you. And I promise you, they will not hurt you. They are ready, spiritually prepared to pray for you that you might be a recipient of your miracle. And that's what we're talking about here now. So, so there's no question. We're talking about God-ordained miracles. Just like in the old days. Who believes we can have a modern-day miracle? I believe it with all my heart. And I say that to you on the authority of God's word. It's not just my opinion. My confidence comes from what God says to us in his word. And not only is it written, but he continually reminds us that he is the God who heals us. He's the God who cares for us. He's the God who died for the sins of the world. Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21, records this account. When Jesus encountered the multitude, a man came to him 
kneeling down and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he suffers severely. Oftentimes he falls into the fire and then into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring your son to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the boy was healed from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. You see, this passage and this record teaches us that there is a special grace that comes when we find ourselves in an attitude and in a season of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting gives you mountain-moving faith. Prayer and fasting gives you the spiritual edge. It's just not at the end of the fast, you being able to say, well, look what I did. I disciplined myself. I, I watched my diet. I spent X amount of hours in prayer. I didn't go to media or TV. Those are all great things. But in the long run, the prayer and fasting time, the the reason for it is to lift your level of expectation in God. Jesus said sometimes, even though when you have faith, you can move mountains, but sometimes it requires prayer and fasting. It requires you to spend a little time, a little extra time focusing your attention upon God. And that's what we've been doing for 12 days. We've been praying for this particular service For two months, not just 12 days, two months. When the elders came together back in November and began to plan out the prayer and fasting time for this year, we said, what if we had a 12-day fast and instead of breaking the fast on Friday like we normally do and breaking the fast with a meal, why don't we carry that wave of prayer and fasting momentum right into the Sunday morning service? And when we do that, let's believe God to really touch our congregation and meet the needs of the people. And we all got excited about that. And as we come into this service today, maybe you sensed something was different. We prayed that you would when you walked into the sanctuary. Because we believe that the power and the presence of God is here to change lives for no other reason other than he is God, we believe your situation is going to change today. You know, sometimes we tell you, you know, you you just got to trust God through the storm. You got to keep your eyes fixed on him. Don't always pray that God takes you out of the the test and trial right away. We tell you those things. We instruct you in those kinds of ways because the word tells us that. But then there comes a time when God because he's God, he chooses to do things a little bit different. And that's what we believe for this morning. We believe that some of you will leave this place healed, changed, delivered, set free. That was your chance to get excited. I'm not just taking out the pom-poms and trying to cheer you up here. 
There's a group of people that believe this. I hope that you believe it too. There's a group of people that still believe our God is on the throne. And he can do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. We can get ourselves in a pattern of negative thinking where we're just bombarded with doubts and fears. And God wants to set us free from all that. And so prophetically, I'm speaking out to you that some of you are going to get your breakthrough today. Prayers are going to be answered today. Your season of bad days is going to end today. And you're going to enter into a brand new season of blessing, favor, and the goodness of God. We believe that with all of our hearts. If you have a need, in a few minutes I'm going to ask you to come forward. We're going to pray for your need. But let's just say for you right now, life couldn't be any better. You know, your financial portfolio, your investments last year, they probably did somewhere between 15 and 20%. Everything's up and to the right. Maybe you're working some overtime. Things are good. Your health is good. Maybe you don't have any problems right now. No reason to seek God. No reason to run hard after God because life is good for you. Maybe you want to come to the altar and just say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for pouring your blessing on my life because there's so many people right now who are hurting. So many people who are sick. So many people who are going through problems and troubles and depressions. Lord, everything I have has come from your hand. And I want to take just a few minutes this morning and say thank you, God. Maybe that's what you want to do. I would invite you to come to the altar and just renew that appreciation and spirit of gratefulness to God. You see, I mentioned this to you last week. What we're about through the recharging process is significantly increasing our level of commitment to him. That doesn't just happen. We have to make it happen. We don't get out of bed this morning, uh, in the morning, and we don't say, I wonder how I can increase my level of commitment. Some of us do. But the average believer doesn't. The average believer is going through the day and wondering how they can increase their level of commitment to everything else. Altar time. God time. Prayer and fasting time. It allows us to understand what God is calling us to and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And maybe over the last 12 days, you didn't have any time to pray. You didn't set aside any time. Maybe you didn't fast. Maybe you didn't participate at all in what we were doing. Don't let that hold you back. Don't let the enemy lie to you and fill you with any kind of guilt. This is not just for the people who are praying and fasting. This is for our congregation. And if we had to carry you for the last 12 days, that's great. We want everyone to be a recipient of what the Spirit of God wants to do for all of us today. Because we have been praying for you for over two months. And it culminates today. I believe God is going to move in a miraculous way. And I'm going to invite you to be a part of that.
I'm going to ask you to please bow your heads for prayer. Phil and the team are going to come back. They're going to lead us in a song. And then I'm going to give you further instructions. Please hang with me now for the next 15 or 20 minutes. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we can sense it. We know that you're here, Lord. Our faith tells us that you want to move some mountains today. And sometimes it's so hard to believe it, Lord. Because we pray and we pray sometimes and we seek you and we do all the things that we're supposed to do and it just seems like that mountain stays right in front of us. And life goes from bad to worse. Everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Lord, I pray today for liberty and freedom in this place by the power of your Holy Spirit. Not any other reason, Lord. It's only because you are here and you've chosen to do this today. And so we give you permission, Lord, to have your way. We surrender our hearts to you. We open ourselves to you, Lord. We say, here we are. Move in this place, Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to go to cccsterling.org slash media or search CCC Sterling on the App Store for more messages from Community Christian Church.